Welcome, Bird Gang, and welcome to a Football Friday. On today's show, here's the question, and it's one we won't know the answer to until Sunday. How do the Cardinals respond after their first loss of the season? We know they've had plenty of time to think about it. Another question, who's starting at quarterback? That remains an unknown. Regardless, Mike Jarecki gives you his three keys to victory, the X Factor, and intangible for Week 9. But first, Zach Ertz, good player, better person. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 491, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! Here's Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. We need some good news, MJ. It's been a long week in the NFL, and I don't know, maybe it's felt even longer for some teams versus others. But today marks three weeks since Zach Ertz was acquired. He's made an impact on the field. We know that. And more importantly, in a short amount of time, he's made an impact off the field. Ertz today was recognized by the NFLPA, honored with the weekly community MVP. So congratulations to Zach Ertz and his wife. And I think, to my knowledge, it's the first time in a long time that an Arizona Cardinals player has been so honored. Yeah, we've had different uh, crucial catches where Larry would donate maybe five or $10,000 for every touchdown or a reception, but those are just, you know, individual or weekly. And he's done this in Philadelphia, and, again, you can't say enough good things about just him and his foundation. And the fact is they're going to donate – for every touchdown scored, not him scoring touchdowns as a team. And you're talking, you know, another nine games here. So uh, very good on that end. And, uh, you know, I think he's fit in perfectly. Uh, I think I've maintained, and I actually tweeted it out. We've talked about it. Uh, I think he's a, more than just a rental player. Um, I know he likes the Valley. He works out here in the offseason. Didn't know that until the other day. And re-signed Max Williams. And then the draft is loaded with tight ends. And so I think the Cardinals would like to find a young tight end. But he fits everything they're looking for. And they're going to need him on Sunday uh, based on who's going to be available uh, at the wide receiver position. And I think it's a good safety net for any quarterback to throw to Zach Ertz. Three weeks is not a lot of time, yet he has assimilated into that locker room very, very well. We know his friendship with Jordan Hicks. He knows Justin Pugh and a handful of other players. So it, I wouldn't say it's been seamless, but it certainly has been easier in the fact that he does know this area and he spends his off seasons here. But what they have done, talking about Zach Ertz and his wife, providing 5,000 meals to Arizona food banks for every Cardinals touchdown this season. Not his own, every Cardinals touchdown. Plus, earlier he broke ground on his House of Hope project that will build a safe place for Philadelphia youth. So once again, congratulations to Zach Ertz. Now the NFLPA will donate $10,000 to Ertz's foundation 
or to the charity of his choice. But that was nice to wake up to news like that, considering what we've been dealing with, not only here with the Cardinals as far as injuries and in the rest of the league as far as what is going on with COVID-19 and other injuries across the league. Yeah, in, in over the last couple of years, because of COVID, you know, sometimes the Cardinals will send out their robot and the Cardinals will have a player behind the robot. And, you know, uh, you got to give a lot of guys credit. They do this shopping spree, you know, to the inner city. But when we get around Thanksgiving and Christmas, all these food banks need food. So they're doing a great thing there. And, you know, it's always tuna fish and, and soup and peanut butter, stuff that can last on the shelves. So even if you're going shopping and, and there's a little uh, box there, just keep this in mind around the holidays. People need food, and it's great that the Cardinals and Zach Ertz are, are doing their part. And still trying to do as much as possible in the midst of a pandemic. It's Correct. not easy, but people are doing the best they can. All right, it is a Football Friday edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and it is the final time, knock on wood, that we say this. Ankle watch, day three, and once again, Kyler Murray not present during the open portion of practice. Big deal, no deal. Again, we won't know until Sunday when inactives are announced 90 minutes before kickoff. Officially, Kyler Murray is listed as questionable. He's a game day decision. Now, if he is active, that means he's starting. If he's inactive, that means Colt McCoy gets the start and Chris Strebler is the backup. There is no, hey, let's make him active and start Colt McCoy. That makes no sense whatsoever. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, we know that Kyler Murray and, and Kingsbury have maintained he doesn't need to practice. He's in meetings. Um, he's getting mental reps. We did not see him on the field during the open portion Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Not a surprise. I was you know, hoping if he did make enough progress that he would be out there. But, again, he's in the meeting. So, it's a long season, and we know the last couple of years, whether it was the hamstring or the shoulder, yes, he, he started 40 consecutive games in his career so far, 16 and 16 and 8. Um, but they got to make sure that it's a long season, and, again, I'm sure all these guys want to play um, considering they're coming off a loss, but I think they got enough depth on the roster that, you know, hopefully it's nothing that's going to linger. Maybe it's just a one-game issue, and you'd have off – since the Packers game along with Hop, So we'll just wait and see. But I think the organization has to make the right decision for the, uh, the, the, the future, meaning the next nine games and the postseason. You don't want Murray to re-injure himself or further the injury to where now all of a sudden it's not a week-to-week thing, but it's multiple weeks. And you want, if Murray is able to play, to be able to protect himself. He doesn't need to scramble and turn around and move left and right north, south, or even design runs, just be able to elude a little bit of the pressure, but be able to move in that pocket. Literally be Tom Brady as a pocket passer. You do have to be able to move a little bit, but you're not moving outside the tackle box. Yeah, and and I think people are, you know, well, Kyler Murray's not going to play, you know. It's going to be Colt McCoy if that's the case. Now, Chris Trevler, I thought he had a really good training camp. I mean, he can do a lot of different things. I know that he was not ready, and unfortunately he was thrown into the mix. Um, they were throwing the ball. They probably should have ran more. He should have ran more. But I thought he had a really good camp, and it's depth. Um, but Colt McCoy, he's a veteran quarterback. He's seen everything. He's really helped Kyler watch film. 
you know, this is a game where you maybe lean on the run game a little bit, depending on if Murray is is the starter, where he's not going to be able to run, like you said, pocket passer. He he's really increased his yards per attempt, his completion percentage from sitting in the pocket and making throws. And we've heard Chase and Kirk say, you know, there's throws that he makes that not a lot of guys can make. We're talking about in tight windows, so. Um, but I, I, I think Kingsbury's comfortable if he has to go to Colt McCoy just based on how much he's brought to this team. And, again, it's not Chris Streveler, even though I thought he really showed some upside in, in training camp. McCoy here in his 12th NFL season, 30 career starts. He's 8-22, and 22, not a great record. But as we had Drew Stanton earlier this week on the Red Sea Report, he acknowledged that his one-loss record, not great, but in a pinch, you're ready. You prepare to be the starter. And we always hear it. You're one play away. And that goes with every starter. But keep this in mind, Bird Gang. Last season, Colt McCoy did make two starts. Week 13 at Seattle, he beat the Seahawks. And then two weeks later, week 15 against the Browns at home, ended up losing that contest. So it's not like he hasn't started in several years. He did make two starts last year with the Giants when Daniel Jones was sidelined. Like I said, uh, you know, going into the offseason, you know, I was a big Tyrod Taylor fan. Um, You know, clearly the Houston Texans said we're going to make him the starter. I thought RG3, just based on Murray's skill set, RG3 is now working for ESPN. Uh, he blew away the networks when it comes to analysts. But the next guy was Colt McCoy, and I was like, okay, look at his track record. And he's played in different systems. He's played for different head coaches. And just listening to the guys, I mean, from day one, he's he's brought a lot to that quarterback room. And I'm sure Strebler's learning a lot from him. Kyler is learning a lot. And Kyler had to teach him the offense along with uh, Cam Turner. But Colt was able to sit down and watch film. And things are slowing down. You know, Kyler was going through his progression. So I don't know if there was, you know, we talk about Matt Prater and Rodney Hudson where they rank in signings. But this is an underrated signing. And, again, it's not for five weeks or two, you know, three or four weeks, hopefully. It's only for one game, and that's what his job's going to be. Well, what did we talk about in the offseason? That that was a position, backup quarterback, that needed to be upgraded. And it needed to be upgraded in this sense. You were looking for someone to come in for four, five games at most, because if you lose a starter for any more time than that, then, you know, teams bet- start defending you differently. Here, they're going to stick with their offense. Yes, they'll be. If, if Kyler doesn't play, not to interrupt you, if Kyler doesn't play, you're going to see some change in the offense from a standpoint of probably more under center, no RPOs, no zone reads, because that's his strength. And that would be to be expected because you want to placate to what. Colt McCoy does Good best, word, yep. but you're looking just to get through, get by, go two and two, three and one, just hold that spot for Kyler Murray, and more importantly, hold that position for the team so there's not a lot of drop-off as far as within the record and within the standings. That's what we talked about in the offseason as far as needing to find a player, and at the time, I mean, there were a whole bunch of names out there, and it, it didn't matter to me who it was. Just go out and get that player, and they did in Colt McCoy. And, you know, he got a chance to play in the preseason along with Strebler. They only had two preseason games, and uh, he looked the part. And like I said, uh, I know that was a priority going into the offseason. They didn't want to be caught with their pants down 
where if Kyler went down for a game or two or a possession or a couple of games, they, they wanted somebody to come in or would there be a huge drop-off. And this connotation, well, he's a game manager. Well, that means you're not making mistakes. They're not asking him to go out there and throw for 400 yards. They, they should rely on their run game. Um, obviously, their their weapons on the outside, regardless of who, who the other receivers are, Antoine Wesley, possibly Andy Isabella. So, um, again, game manager – Ryan Fitzpatrick, sometimes you're going to throw three touchdowns. You just don't want to turn the ball over or give another team a pick six. Darren Urban had the opportunity to catch up with Colt McCoy this week, and it's a great article up on azcardinals.com, but I want to pass along this quote from McCoy. Quote, for me, it's important if I come off the bench to help because something happened to the starter. My teammates can know what they're getting from me. End quote. And the big difference this week versus, you know, Colt McCoy coming off the bench within a game is he took all the first-team reps this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever walkthrough they do. It's been Colt McCoy. So he's been working with the wide receivers, not named DeAndre Hopkins, but he is getting those practice reps as opposed to Kyler Murray starts and then all of a sudden second quarter, third quarter, Colt McCoy comes in off the bench, and maybe there's some less familiarity with a Christian Kirk or Rondell Moore. Yeah, and Colt's been running the scout team, you know, for the most part, and now he's taking all the reps. And Kingsbury's big on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday when it comes to tempo, and that's why he said the offense will change a little bit. Again, I don't think their concepts are going to change. The scheme's not going to change, but they're going to play to his strengths which would be a lot of times running the football. I don't know if it's going to be a dink and dunk. Hey, if if, if the, he gets rid of the ball quick enough, he doesn't take the, the pressure from the outside with Bosa, um, that you could take some shots down the field then. And the backup quarterback has been successful as of late across the National Football League. Look at last week, Mike White, Trevor Simeon, Cooper Rush, Geno Smith. They all won in week eight. Can now Colt McCoy, again, if needed, continue that run of backup quarterbacks being successful. This is not a long-term solution. This is short-term, whether that's one week, two weeks, or three weeks. And the guys you mentioned, Trevor Simeon had an opportunity. He was with Vance in Denver, and then he's bounced around. Then you look at Cooper Rush. He's kind of been the backup there to Dak Prescott. And then you look at Mike White. They don't have the same experience that Colt McCoy has. Geno has starts, but, again, McCoy's been in the league almost 12 years. The – one difference is with the Cooper Rush, he'd been within that offense for a while, Geno Smith for a while. It's half a season for Colt McCoy learning this offense, but everyone that we've talked to or heard from, whether it was the head coach or teammates, both on offense and defense, full confidence in Colt McCoy, and I wouldn't expect them to say anything less, but it's the manner in which they said it, no hesitation, and being fourth being very vocal and adamant by what they're saying that, hey, we can win a game with Colt McCoy if needed. Yeah, and that's an excellent point on your part about how how those guys have been in those systems. I'm just saying from an NFL experience standpoint, he's seen a lot more than those guys, even though you know they're going against their defenses in practice. But I, I think it's a valid point that you made. 
he got all the reps in practice this week, where in previous weeks, Kyler gets all the reps, and then he runs a scout team. Now you watch. We spent this considerable amount of time here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> and there won't be any questions whatsoever Sunday morning because Kyler Murray will wake up, feel good, and start and you know throw for 300 yards, and we'll all look back and say, what the heck did we miss? But, hey, you have to be prepared, and we're prepared here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins, also going to be a game day decision did not practice all week, and we've seen this song and dance before, MJ. Don't practice, play on Sunday, play very, very well. Only played 15 snaps against the Green Bay Packers, so this is a little bit different, and even Kingsbury acknowledged as much. Not sure if Hopkins would be available this week, and that just... When you don't have already an A.J. Green, now you're missing your top two wide receivers with the potential of a backup quarterback. Things don't look great on paper. So what do the Cardinals do or what is to be expected if you're without your starting quarterback and your top two wide receivers? Well, he only played 15 snaps in the last game. And, you know, the, he obviously caught that pass and then had the uh, face mask penalty. Um, and then he obviously put himself back in the game. I think he, you know, his mind was in the right spot, but you got to let your wide receivers coach because it's about based on formations and personnel grouping. So uh, the same way I feel about Kyler Murray, it's a long season, and, and you got to make sure he's right because we know when he wasn't out there, there was a little bit less separation than normal, and, and maybe teams were saying, we're going to go man-to-man press at the line so you're not going to get off the line of scrimmage. Um, but I'm going to be very cautious with Hop because they need him for the long haul. Hopkins against the Packers missed more than 30 minutes of action between the first half and second half when he went out and then when he returned, unbeknownst to the coaching staff, not knowing that Hopkins was going to run back out onto the football field. (laughs) But during those 30 minutes of action, the team ran, talking about the Cardinals, 22 plays for just 54 yards. And that goes back to week five when Max Williams was injured and lost not only for that game, but for the rest of the season. But in that particular game, also against the 49ers, things changed. There was somewhat of a step back, and the offense kind of had to regroup. And we saw that against the Packers. You lose a main piece or part of a cog within the engine, if you will, and then all of a sudden you need to figure out how to make do with what you got. And sometimes it's a quick fix, and other times it's not. You certainly would like to see Hopkins on the field even at less than 100%, but to your point, it's about the long-term view of 2021. Yeah, and Cliff made a comment that he Hop literally can just jump off the uh, the, the rehab table and just run out there. But, again, I think the they're going to have to have these tough conversations to where it's not about week nine. It's about the rest of the season, the nine games, and right now they are a playoff team, or at least they're projected to be a playoff team. So, um, we all know they want to play, but it, like, I, I don't want to be redundant. It's just it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There is some good news. Rodney Hudson is, according to Kingsbury, trending the right way to be able to return and be activated off of injured reserve. We'll have to wait for that over the weekend. Max Garcia listed as questionable because of an Achilles injury. There will not be a Jonathan Ward sighting because of a concussion, and James Wiggins has been ruled out. Rashard Lawrence has also been ruled out with a calf injury, and that's unfortunate. But as Vance Joseph mentioned, they need to figure out a way to keep him healthy, and Kingsbury acknowledged and uh, confirmed that there was a setback 
with Richard Lawrence at practice on Thursday. Yeah, I, saw, I was able to see that during the open portion. Uh, he was he, he was on the field. He was cleared, and um, they started doing drills, and he had a setback. I can tell he was very upset just because he knows um, going into the season he was a starting nose tackle. You know, can never have enough depth. Um, but I'm glad Corey Peters is coming back. I, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Jordan Phillips is giving this team a spark and Zach Allen and Dogby and, you know, Lucky Foe, too, is, is kind of coming on. So I, I like where they are there. Um, but Richard Lawrence makes them a lot better team from a depth standpoint. Corey Peters doesn't have to play 50 snaps a game. You can rotate those guys. 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday. Everyone's going to be waiting for that inactive list. Again, kickoff on Sunday, 225. 9.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network as the Cardinals play at the 49ers here in Week 9. See, we're more concerned what's going to happen between the lines. There are so many people nationally because the way Kyler's playing and the way Hopkins may not have the targets and touches, but he's got the touchdown. It's all about fantasy football. And then we can talk about gambling. That is another aspect we of all this We look at how it's going to affect them between the lines. The and, X's and, I get and it O's. Too. Yeah, the X's and O's. I get it. All right, as we discuss here on a football Friday, Cardinals Covered 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We put Mike Jarecki to work on Thursdays because on Friday we expect three keys to victory, the X factor and his intangible for the Cardinals to get back in the win column. How does this team respond after its first loss of the season? All right, so key number one for you, MJ. Well, you mentioned Rodney Hudson returning, Max Garcia. That means guys like Justin Murray, uh, Sean Harlow, and possibly Josh Jones. Uh, I'm wondering, is Max Garcia going to play every snap? Will we see Josh Jones a little bit there? I know they like the continuity, but uh, Kugler is not afraid to get guys in there to mix it up a little bit, change the uh, the formation. It's more about pass protection and run blocking. I, I think the Cardinals need to run the football to slow down the 49ers pass rush. We know Bosa is on fire right now. It's not so much the sacks, even though he had a couple tackle for losses, quarterback hits. He's coming backside to make tackles. Looks like they're going to move Eric uh, Armstead inside, and then they obviously went out and made a trade uh, to get another pass rusher there, and we know about Fred Warner. So I just think the Cardinals, I mean, I'm not saying run the ball 45 times, but they need to run the ball to slow down that pass rush, and all of a sudden now they won't be able to tee off and pin their ears back. And how much do you think the run game becomes a factor if Kyler Murray is not the starting quarterback? How much now is on the plate, if you will, of a Chase Edmonds, a James Conner, lean on those guys when you have a quarterback who's got experience but just not experience within this offense, talking about Colt McCoy. Yeah, I, I mean, i got to assume, you know, Benjamin is going to be up. Um, you know, I, he's kind of similar to Chase. Now, those are your one-two punch. We know Connor's become the short yardage guy. Yeah, again, I don't think we're going to see – I think McCoy, if he's the quarterback, he can run out of bounds, but we're not going to see the RPOs. We're not going to see the zone reads, and he's going to be under center, and that allows the running back to hit the hole as he's getting the ball versus handing it to him next to you. And sometimes I think Connor's done a really good job bouncing outside that outside zone read. So I just think you got to slow this pass rush down because they, they got a lot of confidence last week what they did against the Bears. Edmonds averaging better than five and a half yards a carry. Only has the one touchdown. Connor is the one who's seen the end zone eight times. But Edmonds has the ability, if you give him enough touches, and we also see him in the pass game, and he even commented about that on Friday, 
the work he put in in the offseason to work on his receiving skills to the point where he believes he can be a great slot receiver, if not for the Cardinals, but for some other team across the league. Yeah, and he mentioned that uh, he challenged Kristen Kirk, or they challenged each other, and he said he's, you know, he wants to run the routes like Kirk does. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have Hop and you don't, we know what A.J. Green's out, I got to think Chase Evans is a viable option in the, in the passing game, and that's a quick throw. Uh, I notice the Cardinals do leave a, a guy on the sidelines. If, if guys are covered, it's a check down play, and he has the ability to break tackles and get to the second level. He's, a, he's, an all, he's really an all-around back. He's not just a one-trick pony where he can run uh, from the 20s to the 20s because now, you know, obviously with Kyler Murray rushing touchdowns and Connor, uh, that makes sense, and obviously, you know, Zach Ertz could be a good red zone target. So, yeah, I, and I, I, I can't say enough about how much Chase and, and, and Christian Kirk worked out. I mean, he's dealing with a shoulder injury, but he's, 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 he's plowing through, and I get him a lot of credit. Edmonds, 30 catches, third most on the team, and just four fewer than Christian Kirk, who is second behind DeAndre Hopkins, who has 35 receptions on the season. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, we were talking about the run game. But don't forget that passing ability or the passing game with Chase Evans. All right, so number one, Cardinals need to establish the run, maybe even lean on it a little bit more depending on the quarterback situation. What's key number two? Uh, they need to eliminate the chunk plays from Debo Samuel. A lot of these plays are, you know, he, he's a guy that ran the Wildcat and he scored on the touchdown. That was a lone touchdown in that game. Obviously they had Trey Lance in there, so that was kind of, a, you know, some going to the eye candy. Um, but he's got like a 79-yard catch. A lot of it's, uh, you know, maybe a 15-yard catch. And he's off to the race. He's got an 83-yard catch. He's he's averaging 117 uh, yards. I want to say per game, he's over 800 yards. So you need to eliminate the chunk plays, uh, the 49ers offense, and do a much better job on first and second down, which could lead to, um, you know, third and long. But the tackling has to be much better on first and second down to put them in third and long, and that will play to Vance Joseph what he wants to do defensively. Quick note on Samuel, the 171 receiving yards he had last week, most receiving yards of any player in week eight, 99 of the 171 after contact. It goes to your tackling point. It also just shows you how much Debo Samuel has improved as well. You get that ball, and you're not down on first contact. You're breaking a tackle. You're making someone miss. So the onus on the defense and power, most likely Byron Murphy to get that one-on-one -on -one matchup. But we talked about it on Thursday's show that the drop-off between Debo Samuel and the rest of the 49er wide receivers, including tight end George Kittle, who may return this week after missing three games, there is one wide receiver that the 49ers, regardless of quarterback, look to, and it's Debo Samuel. Yeah, but I do think just in, in again the Bears didn't have Khalil Mack and 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 uh, Elijah Mitchell was able to run the football, but they did get uh, Brandon Ayuk more involved. He had seven targets, four catches. They got uh, Muhammad Sanu, who's a big target. They got him involved. So they're trying to spread the ball around more because if 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 teams are now rolling coverage over. Uh, on Samuel, it's going to open up single coverage, and and Ayuk's a really good uh, returner. I mean, he had a nice 21-yard return last week. Um, you know, again, Mohamed Sanu, teams gave up a second-round pick for him. I think it was the Patriots. He's a big body. I think he's starting to fit into Kyle Shanahan's offense. A lot of motion, a lot of waggle. So, 
they are trying to incorporate because of, of the loss of George Kittle. He's been out for the last couple of games. All right, so key number one, Cardinals established the run game. Number two, Cardinals need to eliminate the chunk plays on that 49ers defense, but a bigger picture is just better tackling because that was an issue Thursday against the Packers. All right, we say there are three keys. What is the third key? Well, I think we've learned this week, and you know Chandler Jones. We'll get into him after I go through the keys. The next factor in intangibles is that, you know, different quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball a lot quicker. Uh, they know that the Cardinals are going to bring pressure, especially on nickel and dime situations. So um, that was uh, that was la- that was last week when it came to uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. But Garoppolo's seen a lot of different things. He gets rid of the ball. Um, but maybe they're going to have to win some one-on-one matchups. Um, he's going against Trent Williams. A lot of respect on both sides, but you got to put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, the old get him off his spot. And and I looked it up, and sometimes I could be a little facetious here. He hasn't turned the ball over a ton against the Cardinals. Um, he's got a 3-1 and record. I think that dates back to when uh, he was with the Patriots. Um, but he'll throw the ball or two to you, and, and he'd ha- he does have fumbles in the Cardinals' games, and that's more bringing pressure. Again, sacks, hurries, pressures, knockdowns lead to forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. So um, at least one or two turnovers you're hoping to get there, and it could be just you know, the way the uh, Cardinals practice their drills. Maybe they can get a you know a Charles uh, Pina Tillman where they can punch the ball out if these receivers get too comfortable in the secondary. Cardinals defense only one takeaway over the past two games zero against the Packers but going back to Jimmy Garoppolo his numbers six touchdowns four interceptions he's been sacked eight times everyone was impressed by what he was able to do last week against the Bears 322 passing yards a career-high two rushing touchdowns But then you look underneath that and, okay, well, why did he have so much success? You brought up no Khalil Mack. Well, the Bears did not get a ton of pressure on Garoppolo. Zero quarterback hits, zero sacks, just eight pressures. So, yes, you have to be able to execute, but you tell any quarterback, pocket passer or mobile quarterback, veteran, rookie, we're not going to pressure you, we're not going to hit you, we're not going to bring you down. Well, okay, now you can stand in there and pick apart a defense because you've got time to survey the defense. And and the Niners had 20 pressures on Justin Fields. And, and again, uh, Josh Norman had a late touchdown there, and, and Fields ran for close to 100 yards, but they were allowing that. They were down, and at that point they – you know, they're they're trying to make a comeback, but it just seemed like the Niners control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. You brought up Chandler Jones. We had an opportunity to hear from him on Friday, first time since he was activated off the reserve COVID-19 list. He did not lose 15 pounds. He lost seven pounds, has gained five of those back. Mentioned he feels a little faster because he is a little lighter. Maybe he lost the proper weight during the time away. But then he was asked about the frustration of not having a sack since week one. He did acknowledge, well, first off, he said he was not frustrated because you can't just judge pass rushers on sacks. But then he did admit he talked, I think he talked himself into it, MJ, because he brought up mentioning watching the Cleveland Browns game and noticing how long Baker Mayfield was hanging on to the football to where he said, you know what? And then he backpedaled, and he's like, yeah, I was frustrated. <laughs> because, so it's 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 not something that he's thinking about a lot, but I'm sure because we keep asking about it, I'm sure there are family and friends that are keep asking about it, and 
he wants a new contract at the end of this season. So we look at stats, but you'd say what? It's not just sacks. It's hurries, knockdowns, and pressures. It almost sounded like Chandler Jones was quoting you, Mike Jarecki, earlier well, on Friday. And, and the same thing for Marcus Golden. I, I've been pounding this drum every every year just because, I, I listen, it's hard to get to the quarterback. Left tackles are getting – I mean, when you're building a roster – Quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, corner. I mean, that's usually in different sports you build up the middle. But you play 65 snaps a game and you get one sack. That's There's a reason why nobody's ever gotten like two sacks a game and 32 on a season or 34 on a season. This year it'll be 34. Um, it's just getting the quarterback off his spot. And one of the things that really stuck out what he said is he came to the facility and, and simulated the, a game with two other players. He did all the drills. He was out there for 50 snaps knowing that he couldn't be on the field. But he had the same mindset I had looking at that Browns game. <laughs> he would have had three sacks. You said that going into there because of the fact that the Browns are going to be missing both of their starting yeah. left tackles and he or would have had, tackles. And he would have had two more in a Texans game, and I was hoping he would eat last week and, again, uh, give Rodgers, give Matt LaFleur, that was a great game plan. Get rid of the ball, run the ball, and take advantage of, um, you know, uh, you know Rodgers' favorite receiver at this point besides Devontae Adams is Randall Cobb. So um, is Grapple going to hold the ball? That's going to play into the cards of the hand, uh, uh, play into the cards to what they want to do, especially on third down. Yes, you have to be able to beat the guy in front of you and get into the backfield, and that's what the Cardinals or any team, if it's – after this season is going to pay Chandler Jones for. But in order to be Chandler Jones or be a Von Miller or be one of those preeminent edge rushers, you have to get the opposing team third and long. And then you have to have a quarterback who's not getting the ball out so quickly, as we've heard repeatedly now about Aaron Rodgers. Chandler Jones brought it up. There has not been a Ryan Tannehill quarterback as far as standing in the pocket and holding the ball Baker Mayfield, yes, but with Chandler Jones on the field at the same time, Cardinals have not, or Chandler Jones has not seen that since week one. And that makes sense. Ed. He had five sacks. I mean, he's, he's the one that pointed that out. I didn't ever realize that. You know, Trevor Lawrence, I think he started to run a little bit more. I think he was checking down. You know, you know, obviously Kirk Cousins can throw the ball, but he gets rid of it. Yeah, I mean, you start looking at it. I mean, these guys know they watch a lot of films, so they're very, very aware of what's going on. And I like the fact they're willing to share that stuff with the media because now we can understand it. Yes, and Chandler Jones joked, next time you say, I suck, or he has his, is his words, <laughs> Chandler Jones sucks because, you know, he didn't get that sack. Well, you know, there there's some nuance within that. It's not just looking at the final stat sheet and saying, hey, you only had one tackle, which I think I even mentioned on Cardinal Talk after that Don't game against the Packers. Don't forget about the pass defense. Yes. He had, yeah. But, again, uh, I, listen, if he if they're going to double or chip him, and I don't think they will with Trent Williams, he can hold his own, that's got to free up other guys. Dennis Gardeck, according to Vance, Kennard needs more playing time. We know Marcus Golden is the glue of this defense. He plays with his hair on fire, so it can come from a lot of different spots. Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory. Cardinals run the football. Defensively, better tackling and make sure you're doing a much better job on first and second down. Number three, get to Jimmy Garoppolo. Get him off his spot, and maybe you can get a takeaway. Maybe you can get him to throw an interception or two. So those are the three keys to victory here in Week 9 as we continue previewing this matchup. Cardinals at the 49ers. Cardinals covered two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, your X factor here in this matchup. Well, 
according to reports, George Kittle's going to go. Um, we'll see what kind of shape he's in. I guess he's, uh, you know, he looks has a lot of energy in practice. Maybe fresh legs. I think he, you know, he knows he can help this team win. They were on a four-game losing streak, and they won last week uh, against the Bears. My X factor is going to be Isaiah Simmons covering George Kittle. Uh, we know that he has the ability to cover any tight end in the league. Um, so it would be interesting to see Kittle's more as a blocker, not a great route runner according to Zach Hurts, but he's a guy that can catch the ball in traffic. Cardinals this season have not allowed an opposing tight end to score a touchdown. Hey, I'm just preaching facts here, just telling you what I read. Also, the Cardinals have allowed the second fewest receiving yards to a tight end. That's Mike Jarecki is quite the change from two years ago when we repeatedly asked Vance Joseph, Jordan Hicks, others, how do you defend the tight end? Why is the tight end always open? Well, Isaiah Simmons has come in and corrected that. You can add Zayvon Collins a little bit as well and Buda Baker in the secondary. The Cardinals addressed a area of need as far as where their weakness was defensively and knock on wood again I don't believe in jinxes or anything like that you watch George Kittle will have three touchdown passes on Sunday but <laughs> hey that's something that we'll discuss on Monday morning but give the guy credit last year Devondre Campbell I thought he was the best player on the field last week he actually was the uh, NFC defensive player of the week he's, he's he's got a ton of tackles but he did a great job last year I just don't want Jordan Hicks covering tight ends. He's better in the front seven. And I think Jordan would admit that. They have enough playmakers. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Murph can play in the slot. He can cover uh, Isaiah, Jalen Thompson, and then Buda Baker. So they have other options, more athletic guys. We know what Hicks does for this defense in the front seven. By the way, a great conversation on the Big Red Rage this week. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley with Jordan Hicks. Very open and honest. Hicks was about this past offseason, even about his play from a year ago, and now how much fun he is having. Obviously, the team is winning, but also helping out the younger players, i.e. Simmons and Collins. So a great conversation that you can find on azcardinals.com or your favorite podcast provider, the Big Red Rage with Paul Calvisi and Ron Wolfley. All right, so that's your X Factor. What's the intangible here for this week? Well, because the Cardinals and Niners play twice a year, we know they're familiar with each other. They played a few weeks ago. I just think it's about matchups and who can win one-on-one matchups. I'm not expecting the Cardinals to win all these matchups because, you know, the Niners got a good roster when they're healthy. But you know, Byron Murphy's going to have his work cut out with Debo Samuel, and maybe Samuel's going to have his work cut out with Murphy. Murphy's physical. Um, you know, he's he got off to a great start, and, and maybe he's not getting targeted as much. Maybe they're going to Marco Wilson um, because Robert Alford right now on, on pro football focus, he has the highest grade, but I don't know if he has the same snap count as the other guys. So that's a great matchup. And then we talked about Chandler Jones against Trent Williams. Again, he that's a one-on-one matchup. Maybe – Vance will move Chandler around a little bit, or maybe you know Marcus Golden's on that side, so he's a little bit smaller angle-wise, and he can dip that shoulder. And then Alex Mack, um, you know, he's 35 years old. You know, everyone was in, 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 in when Rodney Hudson was available, uh, but Alex Mack had played for Kyle Shanahan, and it looks like when Garoppolo's in there, he's doing a really good job. So I would say Alex Mack versus the interior Cardinals defensive line. I watched some some of the highlights. He was getting to the second level against the Bears. Again, the Bears didn't have Khalil Mack, so that would have been their middle linebacker stopping that. But 
You know, Corey Peters is, is, a, is a big body, over 300 pounds, so we'll see if they can move him. And I think that allows the linebackers to come up and shoot the gaps. A quick note on the matchups, and I don't know why it just hit me, because Thursday we were talking about Byron Murphy and the first meeting with the 49ers and how good of a job he did against Debo Samuel. Well, um, a correction, Bird Gang. Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson, neither one played in that first meeting against the 49ers. Both players, both your top two corners were inactive. It was Robert Alford, Antonio Hamilton, that did the shutdown on Debo Samuel and that 49ers receiving game. So this will be the first time that Murphy goes up against Samuel this season. But it's also a credit when you look back at week five at the depth in that secondary and how much of a question mark that was going into the offseason, then going into the regular season. And now all of a sudden, perhaps, I wouldn't say it's a strength, but something you feel a lot better at, especially going into this week, knowing that Murphy and Wilson are as close to 100% as teams are going to be here in week nine to go along with a Robert Alford. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I recall that going in. I, I was I was actually a little worried just you don't have your top two corners, and we know that Murphy's made major strides, and Marco Wilson really, you know, he he, he excelled in training camp. He got a chance to play in the preseason. He kind of Wally pipped uh, Malcolm Butler. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting. But that game, to me, they only gave up the one touchdown to Samuel. That was more of the game was won in the trenches, the physicality, where you didn't have to put up, you know, 400 yards and 30 points in that game. Yeah, Samuel wasn't a touchdown catch. It was a touchdown run in which there was some poor tackling defensively, allowing him to score from yeah, 13 yards out. Yep. So, again, it, it, you know, you can learn from previous matchups, and you can also kind of get caught up in some previous matchups and trying to think, well, it worked the first time around. It can work the second time around. Well, and, and – Honestly, I didn't put two and two together. You're exactly right. I remember that game at the stadium and kind of had an idea they were going to be out. And I'm I'm talking to a couple of scouts and they said well, we're going to do this and this. But um, now all of a sudden, Kyle Shanahan's got to look at that and say, Marco Wilson, uh, this guy's got a lot of athleticism. He's fast. And then you look at Byron Murphy. I, I think when you look at the film based on the body of work this year, he's one of the better corners in football. Very impressed. And according to Vance Joseph, he knew this all along. He very easily could say, hey, I told you so. He'll never say that. But he knew way back in the offseason. Your question, I'll never forget, and I can't remember the specific date, but this was an offseason question. You were asking about the other corners, the newcomers, if you will. He immediately went to it starts with Byron. He's the number one cornerback. We didn't know it at the time. We do now, but the coaching staff did. Yeah, and that's when they um, they had drafted Marco Wilson, Tay Gowan, and then they signed Malcolm Butler. And I'm assuming when that conversation took place that they thought Malcolm Butler was a quarterback one. Uh, clearly that wasn't the case throughout training camp, and Murphy's definitely that guy. All right, before we close up shop here on this Week 9 Football Friday here on Cardinals Covered 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Again, Cardinals at the 49ers, 225 is the kickoff. 9.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. A look at the rest of the division, and obviously we need to look at the Rams. They host the Titans on Sunday night football, so it's a great doubleheader for you, Bird Gang. You Watch the Cardinals beat the 49ers, and then you watch the Titans beat the Rams in Los Angeles. Even though the Titans will be without Derrick Henry, they are expected to elevate Derrick 
or excuse me, Adrian Peterson from the practice squad to the active roster. So maybe former Cardinal Adrian Peterson can help out the Cardinals here this weekend. I remember when the Cardinals traded for him from New Orleans. He, he'll give you one or two good games. I, I know he's a guy that, um, you know, he's 37, but he, he'll stand seven, eight yards behind the line of scrimmage, and, and they have a good offensive line. I know Tyler Lewan has a, The thing is they need A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones, but it's going to be by committee. Um, you're not going to rely on this guy, but if he gets through that 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 that, that first layer, guy's got to make a business decision because he's going to try to run through you versus around you. And he's got he keeps himself in great shape. Um, he's really a plug and play guy. It's unfortunate about Henry because he was in that MVP conversation. But um, um, you know, I think Vrabel's a really good coach. They're a really physical team, and uh, he, I'm not surprised. Um, I was. I was curious how good they were going to be based on they were projected to be one of the best teams in the NFC and then I, the whole COVID in training camp. But as the season progresses, they've gotten better and better. And I'll always go back to the Cardinals caught them at a good time uh, when they played them in week one. Von Miller also expected to make his Rams debut. We discussed it, that big trade prior to the trade deadline on Tuesday. The Rams giving up two second-day draft picks, as they say, that are going all-in. But Von Miller now will be wearing a Rams uniform. Bigger impact, Zach Ertz or Von Miller? Oh, good question. Well, are we talking body work? Because Zach Ertz has two games under his belt before Von Miller even steps on the field. I'm <laughs> Actually, a, three games because that's a Sunday night contest and, when he makes his in, debut. In both games, Zach Ertz has over 40 yards. One game was a little bit more than the other. I like Von Miller, but he's he, he's coming off injuries. I mean, he's going to be activated. Um, they're not asking him to play, you know, 60 snaps a game when you got Leonard Floyd out there and Jalen Ramsey who, who drop in the box. But we'll see. I mean, they're they're they had, they added him for the playoffs, and they're concerned about Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. You know, even you know you, you look at Aaron Rodgers. They they have to defend these mobile quarterbacks, and that was the big thing. But you know. Um, like he said, it was a great line. I went to bed four and four, and I woke up seven and one, or eight and one, right? Or seven and one. Seven and one. Yeah, because be he, uh, a fun follow. Yeah. Zach Ertz impact versus Vaughn Miller. Now it's two sides, uh, yeah. different sides I'm of the ball, so it might be a little difficult. That, that was yeah. their big splash. And Correct. That was the Cardinals' big splash, and we'll see again. They both do two different things. Um, for our sake, hopefully Zach can help us, you know, get in the end zone, and for them, uh, we'll keep him from hitting the quarterback. The other team in the division, the Seahawks, they are off this week. They will be at the Packers on November 14th. And the big question in Seattle, is that the game Russell Wilson returns or is it the following week when the Cardinals are in Seattle on the November 21st? Well, I got to think he's going to want to play against Aaron Rodgers if he's back. If he's back. That's the other game to pay attention to. Packers at the Chiefs. Let's the go, number Chiefs. one seed Packers with no Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love getting the start. And that's a road game for the Packers. Chiefs, just like the Buccaneers, they play a ton on uh, national TV, and rightfully so when you got that kind of explosion. I, I'm not ready to throw dirt on the Chiefs. Uh, I know that division can be up for grabs. Obviously, the Chargers and the Raiders, the way they're playing, I don't see the Broncos making any jumps. Patrick Mahomes leads the league with 10 interceptions. You talk about mind-blowing stats that you would never expect to see. That's that, that's one of those stories that certainly would have gotten more play this week if it weren't for some other news items, if you will, around the league. I mean, as an offense, they have 18 turnovers. 
I mean, they're the worst in the league. It's not even close. But just like Wolf would say, not every interception is created equal. Some of those have been tip balls, and some of those are sidearms. I mean, like any quarterback, it's it's like, you know, in basketball, you just got to keep shooting. There, turnovers are big because if, if you lose a turnover battle like the Cardinals did, you're probably going to lose the game. Um, but when you have Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray, I feel, I feel like you're always in every game to the end. Three teams to root for this weekend. Cardinals, obviously. Titans and the Chiefs. If you can go 3-0, and Cardinals, Titans, and Chiefs, there's going to be a lot of celebrating on Monday. Sign me up. Sign me up. Again, Cardinals at the 49ers. That is the most important game, obviously. 225, the kickoff from Levi Stadium. 9.30 a.m. coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. And on that note, let's put a lid on this Football Friday edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.